Gavel, gavel, gavel. That's right. I'm a judge. <laughs> it's back to the. We're, we're judging December. It's it's I've, a week. I premise. forgot. I forgot it was judging December, and I was like, oh, is this 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 week's film a uh, a courtroom drama? It's, it's me, Frank Langella. How dare you? <laughs> I'm going to order you to be quiet. You're in contempt again. There's 55 versions of contempt for you. It's me. I'm in a really good film that people are underrating this year, and I think it's really, really flipping good. And I like the trial of the show. Really, is good, isn't it? I prefer it to other films. Watching Frank Langella, just you you can't begin to imagine that that was a real thing that happened. That he, you know, I imagine it was like, um, you know, over exaggerated a bit, but I don't think by that much from what I've read up on it. I it's... think it was a circus. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Frank Langella because he does all these evil bad roles, but I just think he's <laughs> probably a very warm, huggable guy. He seems so cool. Yeah. I mean, he's Skeletor. Is he? He is Skeletor. In in what? In Master of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox. Oh, right. Okay, not in the new... Uh... No, in the old. In the old. He was there wearing the silly makeup. Playing Skeletor. And then, I think oh, that film is fun. I think it's Mark Hamill playing Skeletor in the new show. I mean, that's that a Kevin voice. Smith is doing anything else. Yeah. But Frank Langella was a, 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 you know, a physical portrayal of. Oh, you've got me hoping. Because how do we get to Dolph Lundgren, who is, you know, th- thick, big, hefty? How do you find a, a proper opponent who isn't just muscle? You've got me I'm hoping that Frank Langella is in this film now, this week's film. Oh, no, sorry. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I like to promote Frank Langella and Jenny, everything. Yeah, it's, he's one of the for many reasons I was watching all of Kidding. Oh, yes. Remember oh, Kidding? I never saw the second season. Yeah. Oh, uh, not good. At both yeah. seasons. Not good. The idea, okay. The execution, visually good. Story, narrative, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Keener, yay. Guess, Frank Langella, yay. Through, Jim Carrey, but... yay. Judy Greer, yay. Justin Kirk, yay. Well, Let's what's um? Kidding. What's uh? What's this week's film? Let's what's talk this, this week's, week's film? film. Oh, who are you talking to? Me, Frank Langella, or me? My name is Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile. Oh yes, you're Andrew Jones. You're a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm movie mad. Are you movie mad? I am indeed movie mad. In which I give you a cavalcade of films and see if you like them at the end of them, because you claim that you are movie mad, but you have not seen as many films as you seem to need to know. Yeah, I've started to realise recently. I'm. I feel like I'm a bit of a perfectionist in terms of how I watch movies, which is why I don't watch anything. Because I don't watch it unless I can watch it in the best possible circumstance, even though I don't really notice um, much in terms of, like, 4K-ness and all that. Like whereas I whereas me, I'm TV. a motherfucker who gets halfway through Manx, says, this is boring. He says, you know what, Mum, you can go and uh, do something else because you're not enjoying this either. And I'll just put this on one and a half speed on Netflix <laughs> on a laptop as I play a game. Cause, I was thinking that God. because I saw that Netflix have got, uh, you can update the speeds. Yes. And I was like, I bet Andrew's now. been using that. <laughs> you know, well, I've been watching things on one and a half speed anyway because it's very useful. I watched uh, the entirety yeah. of the, uh, the the movie Carlos, Carlos the Jackal. But the you five and a half it. hour piece. You haven't been doing it on... Um on netflix until they 
put it on unless no. you found a way. No, I've not been able to, so I've not watched as much stuff on Netflix as I have on DVD this oh, right. Christmas this summer. <laughs> this everything. I've got the Werner Herzog box set, and you better believe Fitzcarraldo, 154 minutes. I think I could do that in two hours. <laughs> Herzog's like, I've got a very delicate piecing for this, and I'm like, nope, R2, <laughs> let's go. PlayStation 4, let's speed it up a little bit. I, I, I don't, don't need your bloody could, pacing choices. I don't think I could do that. That that just feels wrong to me. It's, <laughs> it's called ingestion. But, I, ingest, um, I ingest cinema now because I can't go there. But yeah, it's coming I, to us! I seem to be avoiding watching anything new unless I know I'm in the best Um which, Which is, is why, why you've only the... been watching Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> well, I haven't uh, watched um, Queen's Gambit yet, even though I've been meaning to for like a month now. That's a show um, that I'm going to be putting on the next uh, five episodes if I choose to watch the rest of it in one and a half speed. <laughs> oh, oh that's, a sh- that's a show that the first two episodes could have been 40 minutes of a movie. Maximum. I'm still intrigued because I've heard good things about it. Um, well, people are stupid and they think <laughs> like, oh, I understand chess based on this, but they don't understand chess because the show isn't talking about chess. So they think well, they're smart, but it's not. Yeah, my dad recently watched it and he doesn't know how to play chess. And I was like, and he, he seems to really love it. And he said, yeah, I don't need to know how to play it. But you know <laughs> what? Chess is it. much more interesting than Queen's Gambit. Although what's more interesting than chess is Anya Taylor-Joy's eyes. They are yeah. endlessly fascinating. They really are. It's strange because they're both part... far too far on the side. They're far too big, and yet you can't stop looking at them going, wow. This, that's wow. sort of one of the main reasons I went to see New Mutants in cinema. Because you were like, oh, that's her special power. Is, you know, yeah. That and, uh, <laughs> that and Maisie Williams. And her special power was a awkward accent. And yes. the ability to stay young. Despite, <laughs> she, you know, at this point, <laughs> got her own production company going. Yeah. So strange. <laughs> Little Arya Stark. Um, so what is this week's film? Talking about stupid uh, people. Talking about stupid people. This week's film is also a film like all of Warner Brothers films in the coming year that was uh, released directly to home entertainment. Right. This is uh, what was we called in the business as a straight to DVD movie. It's called Idiocracy, and it's Mike okay. Judge's third film because this film did not get a proper cinematic release because Fox bailed on it quickly. They were scared. Hmm. They were scared and angry that uh, someone dared to make a satire about the world. We're watching Idiocracy. Ah, yes. Now, we're watching this on HBO Max, and there is a synopsis summary thing next to the image here. Okay. I've, I've avoided reading. Um, but what, what I will do is I'll go down to more like this, and okay. I'll tell you the films that have popped up. So I've got them. A single second. A single second? How do you mean? And I'm back. Sorry about that. Second. second. I do apologise. We started early on this recording today. Uh, did you hear that? No. What is that? That's the sound of I had to rush to remind myself to get oh, the DVD. Oh, right. You've got a DVD. This, go this, to this DVD, DVD, which I should state, not for rental. Right. Not oh, for not rental. for rental. Oh, okay. 
So if you tried to rent it, you'd get sued. So um, this version of it certainly. If you went to Blockbuster these days, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, what the uh, the suggestions for more like this are. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've got Demolition Man, right? The girl with all the gifts. Okay. <laughs> Day of Day of the Dead. Good. Scanners. Right. So I'm thinking like gory, maybe a couple of zombies involved or something. And then yeah. I've got the Hangover Part Two and Death at a Funeral. Which version? Um, is it the one with James Marsden? Oh, is it the one with Peter so. Dinklage? No. Uh, wait. It might be. I think it is. Yeah. I believe they both have Peter Dinklage. That's the yeah. joke. Oh right. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking it's not the one I saw. I saw one in cinema, but I think it was the remake. Um, which would be with James Marsden. Right. Uh, so we've got those, and it's, it's what, that's the one where Kevin Hart has to wipe Danny Glover's uh, shit off his. Head. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the Danny which, Glover. Which you know, you might, you might think, oh, that sounds awful, but it's far superior to the Frank Oz version, sadly. So, moving on on the more like this, I've got THX one one three eight, the Matrix Revolutions, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Can we just go back to uh, THX? Squad. Yeah, uh, ha- Happy Fifty Years, Lucasfilm. Oh wow, fifty okay. years! Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad volunteers. Uh, Deep Blue dancing. Deep Blue. Yes. So is a shark involved? I don't know what to expect from this at all. Well, oh, there's a. I've got the casting crew. Joe Bowers, Luke Wilson plays Joe Bowers. Okay. Which I quite like. Bower. Do you see who wrote this film? Uh, producer, producer, directed by oh Ethan Cohen. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a film that Bill Murray almost would have been in. <laughs> it, would, it would have screwed Bill Murray up again. It's a classic Ethan hmm. Cohen. It's like oh, get hard, everybody. <laughs> Holmes and um, Watson. I've <laughs> yeah, I've got no idea what to make of this. Uh, do you think I'm going to enjoy this? Because I, you know, I didn't. I, I was pleasantly surprised by Beavers and Butthead. I absolutely well, fell in love. Butthead is. Uh, they did America. They did America. They, they they went around and they did America. I fell in love with uh, Office Space. It's now one of my favorite films of all time. I think, um, and I have not stopped thinking about it since we watched it. Um, so I'm, and yet I'm still a bit apprehensive about going into idiocracy. In the future, intelligence is extinct. Right. And Luke Wilson's doing a, he's got a shirt with a brain with a uh, Ghostbusters uh, red circle and cross over it, and he's shrugging. He's doing the old, what? What am I doing here? What? 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 Okay. Great comedy shrug. See, this, I've got. This film contains strong language. Oh. Maybe we, maybe there are special features. Okay. I'll read out. Uh, interactive, mention, interactive menu. Nope. Five oh. deleted scenes! Exclamation mark. Oh, just one exclamation mark. One exclamation mark for five deleted scenes. Oh. Scenes that didn't make the cut to the DVD release, which is still on the DVD release. <laughs> so in actual fact, they could just release a director's cut and call yeah. it boom. There you go. Idiocracy, the full cut. And they could call it FOOL, the full cut, because idiocracy. 
it is um, a joke about stupidity. You can say it's yeah. a stupid joke, but fuck you. I didn't think it was going to be set in the future, um, but I did just uh, spot it says 500 years in the future um, on the synopsis here. Well, but the, it says Bowers awakens in the year 2505, so it's a little less than 500 uh, years. Um, the image on <laughs> the screen here, the still that they've got, is um, uh, Dax Shepard uh, yep. is like sort of hiding next to a wall, kind of behind-ish a wall. Um, and then behind him is, well, he's got some weird like shirt with, I think, cars on it. Looks like, yeah, looks like cars or something. And then... Um, Ciao, he says. Uh, behind him is... Um, we should say this is in the Cars universe. This is the last car <laughs> cars actually take over and chow us all. Behind him is uh, Patrick Wilson's brother, uh, Luke Wilson, uh, and he's wearing oh, some wait, sort Patrick of shirt Wilson that looks... Obedience. Yes. <laughs> and he's wearing some sort of shirt that looks like a... Uh, it's got a logo for a drink or something on it. Retson? Brondo? Retson is what it... R-E-T-T-S-I-N which is confusing. And then Ciao. there's uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Into car himself, when and then his older brother will take over. And, and become, then Maya... Yeah, for the next five years in a row. And there's Maya Rudolph behind him. Um, and she's got a shirt, a pink shirt with a, um, a star with a happy face on it. Um, and it... Just the, that image alone made me think, oh, it's going to be something like um, Mulrats. Okay. So Can I ask you a question? Expecting. Yeah. Who has, would you say, the better career? Maya um, Rudolph. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Or Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, right. <laughs> Still Maya Rudolph, I'd say. Good. I'm glad we're yeah. all in existence. That Paul Thomas Anderson, his last couple of films have been a bit bunk, whereas Maya Rudolph, doesn't matter whatever shit she's in, even if it's a grown-ups film, she swings for the fences. Even if it's a bad she's week of SNL. Every week of SNL is a bad week of yeah. SNL. Yeah. But every week of Maya Rudolph is a great week of Maya Rudolph. So, yeah, I... We, st- we stand got... on Queen, is what we're saying. <laughs> I hate that word, Stan. Why? I j- it's just like... I don't know. Oh, because your tea's gone cold. It, you it screams. You got out of bed. It screams time. like Valley Girl to me. Like, oh my god, I totally stand him. It's like, why are you using a reference that's like twenty odd years old? I like um, it. You know, I sing the song a lot myself. Yeah, but still, because I, I write don't... to people, they still don't realize <laughs> Simon. It gets kind of yeah, sad. I don't. I just don't like how it's become a popular thing. Like, um, I like the fact that as soon as I was, I thought, you know what, we should probably integrate that as like some obsessive thing. I noticed that one or two people just started using it like that same day, and then <laughs> after that, it snowballed. I thought, what the? Okay, am I? Is my finger on a pulse somewhere? Maybe it always seems Maybe. to me that when I think of something, it's just on the precipice of actually taking off to the, the right people. And if I'm if I'm two days earlier, maybe I'd become some sort of king. Maybe, maybe. But if I'm 500 years in the future, I might be fucked. Don't ever stop. Yeah, I wonder what 500 years in the future is going to look like in a Mike Judge film. But what does Office Space look like in a Mike Judge film? I mean, yeah. 
But what does a... Do America look like in a mic? <laughs> Will we yeah. see Cornholia? Will we see the rise of Cornholia? I just I it would be TV. really it'd be really lovely if um <laughs> if um uh Milton comes back somehow, but I imagine not. I just want more Milton. Yeah, Stephen Root. Stephen yeah, even if even if it's just Stephen Root, that'd be nice. It's not going to be any more cast members except the main three. Who on a cut? Who on a justified episode? It came up with an IMDb trivia where he donated like a hundred thousand dollars to a Florida college for an acting school. Oh. I was like, oh, oh, that guy <laughs> promoting his you know talents and worth and trying to create a viability for other people. Oh. I think Stephen Root's probably a real cool guy. Probably I'd is. be scared to hang out with him because I wouldn't make him interested enough. Mm. Characters need people who are, you know, interesting to characterise. He's, he's the... I like Steve. I, 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 I just... I, I've watched Uncle Frank and I still wish he would be my papa. I just can't figure out what a futuristic Mike Judge film would look like. But have you ever seen any clips of Silicon Valley? No, don't think so. That that gives you a sense of what uh, he thinks of you know technology, right? Which is uh, not well. Okay, so I was thinking maybe like we'll have robots running around or something. No, I mean he thinks like right. Let's see what the ridiculous stuff is and how Uh, they'll fail you because people are stupid. Right. And what have you seen of King of the Hill? Um, nothing except a, a few stills. You know Bobby, right? Bobby Hill. No, Bobby here is the is the son. He's the future, and uh, okay. as we all know, that boy, that boy ain't right. Right. Do you think I'm going to like Idiocracy? I think you're not going to find it as thrillingly compelling as the first two, but you're still going to find a lot of jokes. Okay, that's the thing. It's 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 the weakest of the first three proper judge films. We won't talk about Extract because mm. Extract is just uh, yeah, wall to wall disappointing. Um, but this is the uh, last of the three that he made, which have all the jokes, which are like, now, let's throw everything at this thing. Last week, I deep dove into um, uh, Disney pins. Uh, oh, God. Via... Have we got an no, no, no. Got uh, but that was via the, um, the flare that was used in, um, in Office Space. So do you think there's anything that I'm going to sort of obsess over a bit? Yes. In this film? What is there like one particular thing that's featured yes. or mentioned? Okay, <laughs> it's called Brondo, and I think you're going to obsess over this one because it's already in your wheelhouse. I imagine it's an energy drink. That feels like a futuristic thing, like not futuristic, but like that's like a sci-fi kind of thing that they use. You know, it's a new energy drink, and then it's going to make people dumber or something like that. Do you want to start rating a list of what, uh, as you watch the film, you find out has been confirmed by Idiocracy? Okay. what happens in the real world as well. Oh. Wait, hold on. Write a list now of what? No, no, like as no. you know, write a list that you can, you know, as you note down during the film, you'd be like, okay. oh yeah, that, that kind of already happened already. That kind of already happened already. It's, it's just, just, just remind you that 2020 wasn't... is kind of already Idiocracy. We'll get into that, but... Uh... Well, this is going to be interesting. 
I'm ready to start. It's, now. it's good. It's good to start the penultimate film of the year as like a look back on the year and also a look at 500 years in the future. Somehow simultaneously becoming one thing. I yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued. I got no like you know at least with and Butthead, I had some inkling and with um, Office Space, I had a feeling of what I was getting in for. But I've got nothing for this. You had a fear. It's quite exciting. Yeah. Hmm. That tonight is going to be a, a good good night. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm still trying to figure out what. The, I'm trying to guess this film before I've seen it. That's yeah. So you're coming into films to watch it in the most uh, correct, perfect way possible, like trying to guess the film each time. Yeah. Which is how you're meant to go into a, a Poirot picture, I'm guessing. <laughs> The, the answer is they all did it, or you know, one person did it, or someone did it, or probably poor Rose. <laughs> he turns up and they're already dead, question mark. Mm, it's always Poirot. It's always Poirot. <laughs> he killed still... his Tash. I'm trying to figure out what that shirt is that Wilson's wearing here. And it's... I well, feel like he... he doesn't, I feel Wilson like he doesn't wear a shirt, he's a volleyball with a blood-stained hand <laughs> I feel like he uh, was a bow tie gets that. I feel like he gets that shirt during the film. He's not wearing it at the beginning. Oh, you think and he's topless at the beginning? Are we gonna not not add, that he's topless at the beginning, but something happens where he needs to get a new shirt, and he, he grabs this shirt. And I don't know. I, I Johnny, feel like that shirt. Johnny, it kind of would be nice if he was topless from the beginning, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Have you seen Rodies? He looks good with his top on. <laughs> Remember Rodies? I know of it, but I've not seen it. You didn't see Roadies? Nope. Cameron Crowe and J.J. Abrams stars show, Showtime show, one of those shows, which was, you know, real good for 10 episodes and then cancelled, completely devoid from the world by the time that uh, 2020 came around because for some reason it was an Amazon exclusive over here and now it's not even on Amazon Prime, so you can't watch it. So you can't watch a great episode with Rain Wilson as an arsehole. Rain Wilson playing an arsehole. I mean, it's, it, it begged belief, but yeah, yeah did it. crazy. <sighs> well, shall we find out what idiocracy is all about? So I was thinking of image of skateboarding around and thinking, those shots are really cool. It's a, a camera on wheels following a person on wheels going around an arena. So, oh, the sense of freedom. Remember being in arenas? Remember being in the O2? Oh, and being yeah. outside. Memories. Oh, nice. Now we're stuck in these, I don't know what you call them, pods. Speaking of, uh, speaking of um, theatres and shows and whatnot, um, I saw the news the other day that Andrew Lloyd Webber, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber, has uh, said that um, his theatres will be open uh, by April next year, I think. That's what he's hoping for, um, with social distancing in place. But mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera's coming back. So we can go see it together if you want. Hopefully next year at some point. So I, I know I've spoiled your birth. The birthday problem birthday is, birthday. you know, if you go to one of those uh, shows, you only you can only wear half your face mask. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> if anyone stops you, oh, excuse me, but the Phantom does it, so... The Phantom of the Opera is here to watch. If, like, the show. Genuinely, if I got... If I got... <laughs> tickets to see that 
I'll surprise you with them. Would you go? I, th- no. I feel like you would because you 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 would you'd be you wouldn't want to be rude and say no. No, I'd be scared to go into London and also find myself quite anxious and claustrophobic while wearing a mask. So it's no, uh, it's exacerbating my asthma these days. Yeah, but like uh, you know, look at times. If you know, if it was like the world was normal, and I got us tickets, and I surprised you with tickets to see Phantom of the Opera, would you be open to go see it? If the world was normal, normal world? had I seen Joel Schumacher's? Yeah, Phantom yeah, we've Opera. already seen Joel Schumacher's, no, but never. Uh, but the world is normal. <laughs> No, really? You can you can never convince me that anyone will be better than <laughs> Gerard Butler. And if Gerard Butler is the peak of Phantom of the Opera, I mean, <laughs> woof, <laughs> woof. Well, for now, let's uh, let's dig into it, idiocracy. I yeah, let's uh, start with watching a uh, something good instead. Oh, you want to you want to watch? I Phantom would assume Earth. half the time of the Phantom. <laughs> I'm more than half. Time, I think. You really, how long is handling the opera with the stage show? Probably two and a half. Mm. With intermission added? Um, that's not including intermission. Right, but you, you are having to sit around or stand around going, what are we doing here? <laughs> so you add that and suddenly, yeah, idiocracy is half the time. Yeah. And the only intermission there is the idiocra mission. Is that a thing? Is, is that a thing? Just... Let's just start the film. At the dawn of the 21st century, the Army began a top-secret experiment. Meet Joe Bowers, our first subject for the human hibernation experiment. As you know, this is highly classified. However, if successful, we believe humans can be stored indefinitely. However, the trial run was prone to human error. See you in a year. And Joe slept slightly longer than expected. Half a millennium to be exact. From Mike Judge, creator of Office Space and Beavis and Butthead. Oh my God! (laughs) If you were the smartest person in the world. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. And we're stuck with the dumbest people in history. If you have one bucket that holds two gallons and another bucket that holds five gallons, how many buckets do you have? Two? What would you do? Excuse me, um, I'm actually supposed to be getting out of prison. You're in the wrong line. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Says who? The IQ test you took in prison. You got the highest score in history. You've been smarter than President Camacho. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of America! In the year 2505. We got this guy. He's gonna fix everything. So you smart. The ordinary will be considered extraordinary. I thought your hair would be bigger. Idiocracy. For the smartest guy in the world, you're pretty dumb sometimes. So are you not excited about um HBO Max at all or are you? Well I'm just, just reading a... up now that because uh, Legendary weren't informed oh, about right. the decision. And this backhandedness of how they've done it, they've just decided to announce this stuff, and they haven't yeah. actually got in contact with those companies who are co-financing and producing. Right. And it's just a bit... And also, since it's only in America, which makes it very confusing as to uh, release date times and things like that, it's all very... Hmm. Yeah, I just assumed it was all decided on. <laughs> but they no, just it's, haven't it's, announced it's it all. Just, it's just like the No Time to Die, November to April push. It's just yeah. a, a, off the cuff. It's like, oh, we'll do this now. 
and half the people were suddenly you know in the middle of the night gearing up to do stuff and suddenly have their job completely cut away from them God. yeah yeah I, I just assumed like um for over here uh sky would be handling the streaming stuff but um i imagined it wouldn't be uh you'd have to pay on top it's like Premium how um vod like the witches yeah 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 i thought it was gonna be like that so i'm quite yeah i'm quite surprised they didn't they don't even have that in place nope i don't have anything in place yeah, and it's just... a goddamn mess i've started recording so you can start whenever you want all right <laughs> no, no, you you got onto a thing. Hold um, on a second. They're doing a reunited apart with uh, Wayne's World. Josh oh. Gad's going to reunite the three main actors from Wayne's World. Hmm. Three main actors. Yep, because the picture is Josh Gad behind Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, and Tia Carrera. Ah, uh, right, right. Well, who who would you say were the three main actors to you? Um, the guy from Parks. Rec was the first other guy that came along, came in my head. Right. Other person. Parks and Recreation. Hmm. Yeah. Did he happen to have a sex date with a 15 year old? Is that who you're referring to? Mm, not that I know of. Mm. From the West Wing. Mm. I've forgotten his name. Are we talking about a Rob Lowe down Dirty Shame? Rob, yeah. Wait, Rob. <laughs> I'm so confused. Rob Lowe had a sex tape with a 15-year-old. In the late 80s. Really? And that was the year, I believe, he uh, co-opened the Oscars. Because that was his trying to come back from that. What? Yeah. How does it look? I've yep, never swept under the rug, isn't it? I've swept I've under the rug. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. How has nobody like yep. said that? Yep, people don't talk about some of this stuff. It's like, uh, hey, Angelica Houston and Jack Nicholson get a pass, despite the fact that, you know, they turned a blind eye and welcomed Roman Polanski to use their house to fuck young girls. So, um, how come Angelica Houston and Jack Nicholson are okay, guys? They were aiding and abetting statutory rape. My God. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, back to HBO, I'm quite excited. I, everyone else... I've seen talking about it seems to be you know oh death of cinema and all that but I'm like I'm 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 all for it. I don't think cinema's gonna like die because I think it'll probably get better. I think it will adapt. Hopefully, maybe we won't have like cine worlds and views and stuff, but we'll still have independent cinemas. Yeah, though hard to get to sometimes. Yeah, but hopefully pick- over the years, the the less we have of cine worlds and uh, multiplexes the more indies pop up. Do you know the only indie I want to see pop up? Go on. Harrison Ford. <laughs> By pop up, of course, I mean reaction. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. My Thanks, wife! <laughs> my wife! Look at this, my wife. You can land a plane on my cock. I can. <laughs> I can't control my joystick, but you know, you could. <laughs> Right, so I thought I'm now. Fresh blade. <laughs> so the two things people know me from. Big girl. It's me, Harrison Ford. Clara. Clown Carl. Names I can't say. It was a working girl. Morning glory. <laughs> I don't know whether this is going in the episode or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's better than Indiana Jones jokes? Yeah. Indiana Jokes. Bronze Museum. <laughs> what time? That took me a few seconds to figure out what you actually said. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> oh. I like Matt. You like what? I like Matt. Matt. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, oh Matt. God. He had a switchblade. He had a leather jacket. He could <laughs> swing with the animals. I'm waiting for you to start talking about idiocracy. It's cool. <laughs> Williams, I man. thought you were saying Why, why, why did Mark Williams that. get such a bad rap? Is it just because people are like, oh, it's shy and we're overdone? We don't want someone to take over the House of Ford role, except for River <laughs> Phoenix, I guess. No. But, you know, I, I like Shire. I would have, yeah. I, I dug Shire in the film. I enjoy, it was the best part of the film for me, was Shire Leboff. No, that's not fair. I like Ray Winston. Mac was cool. John Hurt was cool. Mank. Is that all you're going to call him now? Mank. Mac. Ray Winston was Mac. Oh, Mac. Sorry. <laughs> no, if, if anything, if we can go I by... I don't remember uh, anything from the film. Weird, weird, weird films where they have stupid names and they scream it all the time. Well, Ray Winston is, of course, Beowulf, because that's all he ever says. <laughs> He's come to kill your monster. <laughs> is that any good? Is that worth watching? It, I, it was weird when I was 17. I have not gone back to it since. I did the premiere for it, I remember. Wow. Um... Like stood up, you know, met the. I think I met Brad Pitt. I got an autograph, and it just said BP. I think. No, no, you met uh, the Deepwater Horizon. Yes. <laughs> it was started to fire out, and Mark Wahlberg was jumping off of it. Even at the premiere, like they kept, you know, playing the trailer and stuff. I was like, yeah, I've got no interest in this. I'm not going to waste my time watching this. <laughs> I listened to a podcast the other day on it, and uh, they were trying to work out if they like it or not. Because you know, because <laughs> it's it's cool that it's violent and you know super fucked up for a twelve rated film, but also it looks weird, and also doesn't really work, and it's t- like two hours. <laughs> but it does also have John Malkovich going, "Where's my mead, boy? Get me my mead. Where's my mead, boy?" I'm like, okay, I can do. I can do John Malkovich doing weird shit. I wonder if it's available anyway. I've got it on DVD. No, I mean, like, on any, if any streaming site. I don't think it, it is. A, it used to be on Netflix America. The cool thing was really? that it was on the PlayStation 3 I had. Right. When I hooked up to Netflix America. That's how you could watch 3D content. And that's the oh. only way I could ever found Beowulf in 3D, because when it came to cinemas, near me, I couldn't get Beowulf in 3D. Hmm. Could, I, I just... It's the first digital I saw. But uh, I got to see it in 3D at home, which was nice. How, how do I spell, spell Beowulf? B-E-O-W-L. Beo, wolf, Beowulf. It's not coming up B-O-W-U-L-F. on the. Beo, W U L F. Oh, W. Yeah, it's not Beowulf gladiators. It's Beowulf from Wolfenstein. Not available. Oh, three pounds forty-nine on all streaming stuff, or seven pounds ninety-nine to. Man, it'd be great if you could come over here and borrow the DVD. But unfortunately, there's a fucking pandemic, and we can never hang out again. Well, that's UK. Let's have a look at US. Oh, let's look at the US. Then we'll start the podcast. (laughs) Um, you want to watch the director's cut because there's like more blood and violence available on Netflix. 
um, stream on uh, CBS. Stream on. Uh, stream on. <laughs> IMDb with ads. Uh, Roku uh, with ads. Tubi. Crackle. Got the crackles. Uh, Pluto, Pluto TV. Beowulf um, and JoJo TV. Popcorn, popcorn flicks. Okay. Whatever that is with ads. And, it's next uh, uh, popcorn flicks. Yeah. Yes. Good. And uh, Netflix subs. Um, Are you a Netflix sub or a Netflix dom? <laughs> I'm finally. I should finally get my Netflix sorted by Sunday morning. Just like um, Maroon Five sang about. <laughs> Just taken for a bloody ever. And, and when you, for the listener, when you say you're going to get your Netflix sorted, that is a euphemism. Oh yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like getting an Netflix sorted? It is like it's the equivalent of going to sleep to Get yourself a yeah, full body latte. So we started the podcast now. I don't know when the start of this thing was. I think it's ethereal, and it <laughs> kind of started, you know, hundreds of years before, and it doesn't oh, really yeah. stop until hundreds of years later. <laughs> it's an ever flowing experience, and it's an ebb and flowing experience. Well. All right, let's talk idiocracy then. Um, Why bother? Why bother talking about idiocracy? <laughs> because we're living in it. <laughs> right, Boom, satire. Tell, tell me about the first time you saw idiocracy. First time I saw idiocracy would have been probably Boxing Day 2005 when the DVD had come out. And it was something I got for Christmas that I wanted. And me and my brother were really excited. We watched it on DVD and we had laughs. Aww. Watched it a bunch of times because we had laughs. It was jokes. It was silly. It became quotable, very quotable between us. And when we met someone else who'd seen it in the next couple of years, which is very few and far between, it was something yeah. like, "Oh my god, you've seen this weird DVD film from the guys who did Office Space Two? Ah, yeah, Office Space Two. There's an Office Space Two. Yeah, oh, it's only just Michael Bolton. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's Michael Bolton's big sexy. Valentine's Day <laughs> on Netflix. Um, Which, have, have you seen that? No. With, with, with Michael Sheen and various other notable celebrities. No. Hilarious. No. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's uh, Kiva Goldsman, no. uh, Kiva Schaefer, and uh, Scotty Ockerman. No. Kiva Goldsman from New York Wizard has nothing to do with it, as far as I know. Except I guess he exists in the same world as that uh, Netflix show exists. So. That it's really funny. It's really funny. I I employ you to go and watch that. Okay. It's an it's an hour. It's an yeah, hour. It's a very silly hour. It's a special, and the premises look. Um, you know, kids. Father Christmas is struggling because there's not enough kids. So uh, Michael Bolton has to get people to fuck on Valentine's Day so that kids there will be kids for Christmas, and that's the premise of the special. And it's great. Now it seems like now it sounds like just this is a bit. <laughs> no, that is genuinely the premise. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. I have no idea how to respond to that. Well, because Michael Bowen's um, now in with the Lonely Island, so he's he's digging in the kind of satirical, <laughs> ironic self. Yeah. And, you know, and Lonely Island and Scott Ockham and, yeah, Comedy Bang Bang are very deep into what's the weirdest thing that we can still get away with genuinely. <laughs> and so that's what they did. They made a, a silly, goofy Netflix special with Michael Bolton. In which the whole premise is Santa needs you to needs kid, people to fuck so I can be kids for t- Christmas. What a perfect story! It's a perfect story, and there's so many great bits. There's so many great bits. I just go and watch that. Okay. Go and watch that. 
And um, that they don't go and watch uh, uh, what I assume is the sequel, which is uh, John, Mulaney, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Because oh, yes. those are the kids who I assume became <laughs> from the, uh, the, the Michael Bolton Valentines. A couple of years later, these, these cute, talented kids come a singing and a dancing and a laughing. That show's so good. Those kids are so annoyingly talented. David Byrne's awesome. But you know who's more awesome than David Byrne? Richard Kind. Yeah. Richard Kind is so funny. He would have been good in Idiocracy. He would have been good. But no, he wouldn't I'm... be able to play an idiot. He's too smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the uh, um, trivia for Idiocracy. Oh, gosh. Apparently, right. Cleavon's uh, family tree yeah. has a chimpanzee, a goat, a dog, and Hank Hill. I, it's one of those moments where I did want to pause and just read all the names. Right, it's in the, a picture of Hank Hill to say that uh, he created, he gave birth to a, an animation, or it's just the name <laughs> Hank Hill. It just says Hank Hill, so it must be a picture of Hank Hill, as in he gave birth to an animation. That's <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah I, I'd assume more they were like a Boomhauer or a Bill Dotrieve type family. Maybe a Dale Gribble. I can't see a Hank Hill coming from the loins of Cleveland. And, yeah, pres- no offence to Cleveland, but Hank Hill, he's like an upper echelon of intelligent uh, redneck culture. <laughs> the, um, the presidential RV has the number uh, 28,000, which is the real table number for Air Force One. Nice little uh, treasure for you. Details. Details. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. It was quite good. Um, I tell you what, the the energy drink thing, Rondo, needed more focus. Um, and I I had no. Which means it needs more focus. Do you know what it needs? What? Nothing, because it's got electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's what plants crave. It... <laughs> it's yeah. got electrolytes. Electrolytes. Um, I really strangely enough. Problem. It felt weird that I didn't want to have it. I didn't want... To, it, it wasn't something I wanted to taste myself. But they released Brondo for you eventually. Oh, right. They actually genuinely did a tie-in about a couple of years later when the cult became <laughs> profitable. <laughs> Just for you. Oh. And, you know, you would have drunk it. Because I would have drunk it. It's what plants Out of curiosity. But, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a plant, so I don't crave it. Maybe, you maybe are, this is the time. You are a plant. Just... You're a plant, there's... and I called upon you to come to the stage and check if there's anything up my sleeve. We'd never <laughs> met before, right? <laughs> no, sir. Is this your card? Um, oh, my God. It is indeed. <laughs> um, maybe maybe this is just my turning point, and finally I, I don't have any craving for uh, energy drinks anymore. Considering, like, only a few weeks ago on our sister podcast... Uh, backstage at Bluebird, I was obsessed oh, we have with to abs- We have to specify it is our sister. Podcast. It is our sister podcast. We are not in a romantic relationship with the podcast. No. It is purely sibling. Yeah. yeah. Although, um, you know, it's Nashville, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, considering I was, I was obsessing over a, uh, an energy drink on that not too long ago, I was quite surprised how like, indifferent I felt towards this one. Yeah. Mike the judge failed to make a, a delicious yeah. for Johnny. Yeah. Who better? In 2004, when they were making it, how old would you have been? Uh, 11. You would have been 11. 
they didn't plan out an 11 year old's lifespan of energy consumption. That is staggering bullshit from 20th century (laughs) Fox. And that's why they don't even exist anymore. So, was this ever planned to come out in cinema at all? Yeah, I believe it was. I was going to say, it must have been, because... uh, There's tons of money into this. Yeah. It's, you know, cast is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the painting, a visual look to it, has been done. You know, it's properly shot film. I'm guessing Mm. what happened was they were like, oh, maybe this is niche and... Sati- too satirical and we can't really sell this to people because they you know they want their comedies will ferrell <laughs> also i was very curious about uh costco and starbucks uh, mm. being featured in this surely they would have had to like sign it off a dumb starbucks in <laughs> right. well, it if, if it's satirical and parodical it's a takedown of the uh, world, so they can get away with it because of that, I believe. All right. But of course, you know, our my balls and the masturbation network definitely paid money to be part of. Oh it. yeah, yeah. There's a huge amount of placement for our my balls. Where are the it's times? Ridiculous. Right. Where Where's are the times? Our my balls film. The our my balls film. Where's that? Would um, you would you sit and watch the uh, the the Butt film? What was it? Oh, called? Ass. was it just called Butt Ass? That was it. Yeah, it won eight Oscars. Eight it Oscars. won best screenplay. Not even adapted. Not even original. Just best screenplay, which means they've consolidated that over the five hundred. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some shit. So, yeah, I probably. Oh, was that in the sequel? Was <laughs> that the big finale? <laughs> If you're in Jackass number two and you have a nice close-up, nice wide shot of a bathroom and suddenly a giant poop falls down on it and it's revealed it's a model bathroom and it's just a guy taking a shit on top of a model oh, bathroom. God, God, man, that. That's one thing that I remember when I watched it while having dinner one day. And it put me off ever going back to the Jackass films ever again. I've never seen number three because of that. Oh, me? Yeah. Because of the poo poster thing. It's like... Can we just not do the vomit in the poo and just have more of you slashing each other and punching each other? I think I've seen number three, but number one is the one I remember most, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, so we're not going to go see number four together? I don't... I mean, I could have seen number three in the cinema, but I didn't. That's the point. So why would I go... I don't think I'd go and see number four because of that, because it's just like, I don't want to see the shit. I don't want to see the shit in the vomit. I don't want to go watch Salo, 120 Days of Jackass. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were that um, against. I don't like bodily fluids. Your I am very stuff, particularly... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a so when are we doing Human Centipede? <laughs> well, Human Centipede I got through. All right. What about the number two? You didn't, yeah. <laughs> Why would I go do number two? Because I saw the first one was like... I mean, the premise was there, but the execution was terrible. Yeah, in every way. So much. Yeah. And what I couldn't get around was there were always this uh, weird shadow of some twat wearing a gigantic hat in every frame. <laughs> Man, this guy's blocking the light on set. I guess. Who do you think he is? Tom Six. He said that. Yeah, he was Tom Six. Um, Tom Six, give me Thomas Seven. What did you think of the world? Give me the Tom Eight of the Furies. 
What do you think of the world that they present in Idiocracy? Because, <laughs> because um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it wasn't fleshed out enough. I wanted to see more kind of, of what this world was like. You know, I would like, towards the end... Wait, when, what um, this world was like is in like the first world where he got to hang out with Upgrade. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was a great Double trick. dose of pimping. <laughs> Because a pimp's love is not like any other kind of love. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, towards the end, when um, was it Luke Wilson? Yeah, it was Luke. Well, yeah. wait, I was going to say Andrew for a Wilson, depending on what um, But when he um, when he you know becomes president at the end, I would. I, the first thing I thought of was, oh, I wonder what like England and other countries are like. 500 years in the future in this version um, we've covered what England would be like in the future in a previous episode Children of Men yes oh, right. it's pretty so much still going to be like that for the rest of time it's exactly the same universe because we're living children, children of Men now while Children of Men is going on this is idiocracy is going out on there on. calling everyone Fugees and you know being <laughs> angry and Michael Caine's pulling people's fingers Michael Caine okay. he's pulling people's fingers and he's only supposed making... to pull the bloody pinky off. Fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> that pregnant girl was only 16. So that's happening over there. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else? What else? What else? Well, most of the rest of the world is Days of Futures Past. Right. <laughs> which means Halle Berry's got like five seconds of time out there. So these are... This is the last... Um... Mike Judge film we're doing this month, right? Yep. This is our last uh, time we're judging December. Um, what would you rank them in? Like, uh, best uh, or worst? Probably rank them in order. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. From best or worst, which, which way would rank? Would you go? Best. And then a descending. Yeah. So it's our starting at the tippy, well, tippy let's, top. Let's, let's start at the bottom. Let's, let's, let's ascend our way up. Well, let's start at the bottom by saying we, didn't really, we haven't really talked about Idiocracy. So why are we okay, jumping? Right, sorry. I'm just curious what your uh, thought process was in terms of introducing me to these films. Why you ended with Id- Idiocracy? Uh, because chronology. Oh, just chronology. Okay. Yeah. Purely chrono- chronological, the evolution of Mike Judge as a filmmaker and his satirical deconstruction of American culture and American human culture in general. And yet you uh, you did not choose to show me extract. No, because and, I watched and your disdain for extract it. makes me want to watch it. It's a lot of TJ Miller in extract. Oh, okay. You know, and sometimes when you're watching something like I don't know underwater, and you're like, well, I know TJ Miller's going to die because most people die in these kind of films. So I'm okay with watching him for twenty minutes, knowing he will eventually die horribly. Mm. But. When you know he's not going to die horribly and he's just going to be like there making jokes and you're meant to laugh at him and find him endearing, it's really hard because T.J. Miller has done what T.J. Miller has done. Yes. It's like watching The Naked Gun and the parts when O.J. Simpson isn't falling flat on his face or being pushed around and shot to ribbons. That's hard to watch. Thankfully, yeah. most of those films are like, no, we're not. We've got O.J. Simpson. We're going to make him suffer the entire time. So mm-hmm. bless you, Zucker, even Zucker, for kind of seeing into the future. <laughs> um, Terry Crews I've seen that 
I've seen him in that character get up before. I've seen pictures of that. I didn't yeah. know it was from this. President of the United States. Yeah. Come Showman, wrestler, idiot. I mean, could you imagine someone who has done wrestling, who is some sort of showman, who is what, an idiot? What, someone in the, in the entertainment business, being a president of the United, St- or the United States? Someone who has openly entered the wrestling rings, being of yeah. power in the United <laughs> States. It, would, it was, you know, a joke in 2005. It became At least really in 2060. At least they're realistic in terms of um, Luke Wilson taking over as president and how um, how much Terry, how much uh, President Camacho uh, was seemed to be in his favour. You know how how excited he was for him. Yes, very welcoming. Yeah, very welcoming. Exactly. Warm. Yeah. After a, a world that had crumbled from its interior and its you know output, its exports. It's financial sector. It's Thomas Hayden Church's. <laughs> yeah, like Thomas Hayden a, Church. That, yeah, that was a weird one. Out of the like, way. Like Thomas Hayden Church in there for a what minute, just as like a hey, we've got Thomas Hayden Church. He just got an Oscar nomination. We like him. Uh, oh, was that was that for the wine film? I can't remember what it's called. That their wine film that he done did. That wine film he done did with a really good other actor. Who we can't mention. I don't remember it. Yeah, and I a director who uh, we shall never mention. Because director bad. Oh. Film good, though? Director bad. Watch the film? film? Film masterpiece. Film, yeah, film I was going to say. Movies of all time. Aggravating. Aggravating that director so bad. Because film's mm-hmm. so fucking good. Yeah. And all actors so fucking good. And Sandra Oh is just wonderfully hilarious. Uh, Virginia Madsen is so brilliantly heartbreaking. And uh, lead guy, whoever his name is, we can't say. No. But Thomas Hayden Church. We love Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Best part yeah. of divorce, best part of Killer Joe. Remember Killer Joe? Best part of Spider Man 3. I don't know about Spider Man 3. No, what was the best part of Spider Man 3? Spider Man 3 might have been James Franco. <sighs> Remember when he's eating those pancakes? See, they're making those omelettes and, the, and he's talking about the cake. They're dancing around. I don't remember that. He's, he's dancing around uh, with uh, Mary Jane and having fun. And then there's I another scene remember, in which um, she's in a cafe with uh, Peter Parker. He's like, oh, this cake. I love it so much. He pushes the realms of acting and it's fascinating. It's like watching, you know, your Chris Finglovers or your John Malkovich's. I do remember uh, how awesome the black suit looked. Venom suit, um, black man. suit, the black shades, the yeah. black shoes, the black tie, the black <laughs> attitude, nod your hands, <laughs> black spider cover. Well, that black suit, the uh, the black, black spider man suit. Well, you know, Sony and both, so Spider Man yeah. in black. <laughs> I'd watch it, I would too, to be honest. Yeah, it'd be better than the international, <laughs> it'd be better than the Johnny Knoxville one. <laughs> Speaking of classic jackass, classic ass. Um, ass. Oh, I'm just looking at the poster for *Idiocracy* now. Okay, and right. Like so we're, we're assuming best screenplay. They say right. best picture. I'm guessing. Oh, uh, well, best director for ass. Okay. Best uh, actor. Yeah. Okay. Sound editing. <laughs> so you're saying sound editing, but not sound mixing, even though we're oh, in yeah, both. the one category now. So we could we do the sound for that. Yeah. Now, are we talking cinematography? 
yeah. International film? Uh, no. Played no, internationally. No. no, no. Come on. 500 years in the future. 500 years in the future. No, the 500 years in the future, they've taken away from being, has to be financed by a foreign country right. to in the foreign language, fair, which is the difference. Enough. But it's still not in a foreign language because that's the way people speak. Mm. Um, are we talking production design? Are we talking hair and makeup? Hair and makeup for sure. Hair and makeup because, you know, you've got a uh, nice little arse Yeah. Um, well, that's, oh, did, we're talking did, did, the, did the start of visual uh, effects <laughs> for the finale. The grand, yeah, oh, finale? yeah. Did the start of ass do um, the Empire interview where they asked how hairy Empire is your ass? Yeah, oh. find the milk. That was it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think uh, Chris Hewitt would be around for doing that at that point. I think he'd have moved on to yeah better things. <laughs> Probably. Like total film, right? Hey, uh-huh. like probably Pilot Magazine because TV has overtaken cinema. That's true. <laughs> Ass would actually probably come out as like a ten-hour movie. I was going to say, hey, yeah, Ass would probably be a um a TV show eventually. They they'd adapt it. Oh, they definitely adapt it, and they'd um, create a video game for it. There'd be a novelization. <laughs> We're talking merchandising all over. You go to Carl's Jr., you get your toy and fuck you, I'm eating it. (laughs) Theme park ride, definitely. Yeah. What an ass theme park ride be. (laughs) So you're sitting there and suddenly you hear like a. (laughs) And then you shoot through the darkness, and as you enter the light, you hear. (laughs) And you look back and you've just flung out the, uh, the hole of the ass. And you're going around, you're going to do a loop the loop, and then you go back into the darkness, and it's like you're a molecule of uh, fecal matter <laughs> splattering out. I mean, that sounds quite fun to be honest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And also, you'd have those uh, kind of like fun 3D glasses things, because what you're seeing on the outside will be a visual <laughs> experience. So it's not just a roller coaster, it is also like a 4DX roller coaster. Oh. Yeah, you know, like the Harry Potter thing they have in uh, the various universals. <laughs> you pick the glass, um, you tip upside down, and then they have to stop the roller coaster as you tip upside down because it's broken down for the third time in the time you've been sitting on the roller coaster. <laughs> that was fun. Speaking of theme parks, uh, one of the things I saw in the trivia here says uh, Mike Judge came up with the idea while he was visiting Disneyland with his family and saw two mothers with kids in strollers Fighting and cursing at each other. He thought it would be horrible if humanity was like this in the future. Welcome to 2020. So Mike Judge saw him, his wife and his girlfriend <laughs> arguing with each other because he had this awkward uh, kind of sitcom moment when he was having a double date holiday. It was like, oh, I've got to explain this. Oh, it's research. It's research. Oh, they, I don't know either of them. I don't know either of these people. I'm a successful Hollywood type. <laughs> In addition to concerns about how to market the film, yeah. 20th Century Fox also grew weary, right. weary of the film's frequent harsh critiques of recognisable corporations. <laughs> studio, <laughs> studio executives wished to shuffle the movie to DVD shelves as quickly and quietly as possible. The film's contract, however, stipulated that it had to receive a theatrical release. Yeah. The studio met the terms of the contract, but provided no marketing, released it in an unusual an unusually small number of cinemas in select city, cities 
and pulled the film in all markets after only one week. <laughs> so little effort was had, put in so the, many the wrong ladies contract. <laughs> some of the few films that some of the few films that uh, cinemas that screened the film were forced to promote it as untitled Mike Judge project in their list of coming attractions. <laughs> what? That's crazy. I don't think you'd be able to get away with it today. No, because it would have to go to streaming and then everyone would see it. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole uh, marketing and film, (laughs) pushing something to the cinema and and streaming at the same time, that would never happen. Not by a studio. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a whole different ballpark. (laughs) They sat on the completed film for over a year before finally giving it an unusual release in only six markets. Well, there Skipping you go. You would have been <laughs> when they started when they did production on that. There you go. Skipping over major markets such as New York and anything else. Just that. J- um, just New York. Yeah. Just, I think, just, I think there are other major New markets. City. Los Angeles. Yeah. But they didn't skip over Los Angeles, and that's why. Twentieth century. Although it, the marketing campaign went unnoticed, uh, yeah. they licensed the Brondo drink for sale. Did. It's gained a cult following, though it's no longer available for purchase at Brondo.com. But it's got what plants crave. <laughs> electrolytes. <Got> electrolytes. <laughs> I mean, I think that the history of the making of this is more interesting than the film itself. Oh, you want a mank? <laughs> yes, I want a mank of this, please. Bikeocracy. <laughs> the, the script title was originally the United States of America, UHH. Oh, America! Cheer like, damn it! It's a and miracle. the working and the working title was three thousand and one. Even though it's two thousand one, yeah, that's still. But then everyone was like, "Well, that's Futurama." Ah, the voice of the announcer at the demolition derby belongs to Mike Judge. Yes. He, he also voices the announcer of the Masturbation Network. Mm-hmm. Go away, Baton. <laughs> but who does Carl <laughs> Jr.? Fuck you, I'm eating it. Rapper Scarface plays oh. the pimp um, Upgrade. Upgrade. So you could say, oh, do you want to watch that Scarface film and then put this on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there hey. is a brief scene after the credits. According to the trivia. It wasn't on the HBO Max version. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. What, 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 what did it say? It what doesn't it say. say just, uh, hold on, here we go. After the credits, there was a scene in which Upgrade arrives into the future to look for Rita. A note for the uh, near the end of the credits says this film was cu- almost cut entirely on a computer. <laughs> crazy. That a is film crazy. being cut on a computer. That's like... Unheard of. That's well. That's that's like futuristic shit. That would be something you'd do in two thousand five hundred and five. I think you've started buzzing. I'm always buzzing. <laughs> Rankin, what would your yeah? All right, go on. Top three of these of the films that I've seen. Of oh, we're gonna go from the top again. Yeah. Not from the bottom to oh, the top. From the bottom to the top. Gone. From the bottom to the top. So starting at number three. It rises with number three. Okay. 
Because it's Idiocra 3. Okay, right, got you. Yep. Number 2? It rhymes with number 2. Because it's Beavis and Butthead. America do. (laughs) America do. Alright, yeah. And... Oh, what could your number 1 be? No, I I call it my ace. Because (laughs) it's all of his ace. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm in the exact same... um... Same position, but the question remains: Am I moving mad? Oh, I don't ask these kind of questions anymore because you just um, said you um, like Office Space so much. So, <laughs> well, I, I got you converted over to the Mike Judge of it all. Now you need to watch King of the Hill, Bit of Beavis and Butthead, Silicon Valley, and if you can find the Good Family, you can watch that and go, "Ooh, why was Andrew so excited for this when it's going to come out?" <laughs> the Good Family. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. In, I'm intrigued about watching more um, Mike Judge. Stuff. Definitely watch King of the Hill. It's just, just wonderful. Yeah. Just very sweet and nice and subtly, scaringly funny. <laughs> it's great times. Uh, so, are you mad that you watched Idiocracy? Is that what you wanted to ask you? No, I'm not. I'm not mad that I watched it. I'll, 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 I'll say that much at least. Oh, but you are movie mad for it then. Um, not movie mad. We're not movie mad for it. No, it was it was fine, but I just I I couldn't get a hold on the world. Um, a hold on the world. <laughs> a yeah. whole futuristic point of view. Satirical, silly stuff from Rondo Electrolytes. Sorry. Did you think I was going to be movie mad for this? I thought you were going to enjoy the comedy of it, and you go like, "Yeah, the story doesn't quite fit; it doesn't really work out." But mm. the amount of jokes they throw at you are worth it, because yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, it's a joke film. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, you go to a comedy these days, and I say go to a comedy, I mean, click over to Little Nicky, and you'll be like, "I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess there are jokes in Eurovision Song Contest, but uh, there's like five jokes in Eurovision Song Contest over two and a bit hours." Whereas this is idiocracy, it's a hundred minutes minus fifteen minutes, and it's mm-hmm. got uh, you know over two hundred jokes in it. Yeah, just just they keep throwing jokes at you, which is what you should be doing in a comedy. Yeah, make her you laugh. <laughs> well, when and to think. We, uh, where can we find you to um to tell us what comedies to watch? Um, you can find me at uh, Scott Derrickson to find out what comedies <laughs> I'm watching at the moment. Usually I'm writing about the hot comedies I like, like um, The Thing and, uh, I don't know, spooky, scary horror movies, because I like horror movies. I make the horror movies and stuff or something. <laughs> What's he do these days? I don't know. Doctor Strange 2. Well, he doesn't do Doctor Strange 2, does he? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that's 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 <laughs> the realm of Sam Raimi now. That's back to Spider-Man 3. Yep. <laughs> Which, you know... Is the third best Spider-Man movie that Sam Raimi's <laughs> ever made. So far. So far. But, you know, all three of those films are great. Yeah. Spider-Man are. 2, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, obviously. But <laughs> Spider-Man 3's got a lot of great stuff in it. Yeah. It does indeed. Also, at Ethan runs on Twitter, so hear great thoughts like that. And uh, a lot of mank memes. <laughs> you, you've heard of dank memes, but I've been doing mank memes. <laughs> And that's my boy. If you want to see, uh, yeah, just yesterday of of time of record, my uh, that's my King uh, Godzilla versus Kong poster has done pretty decent numbers. 
Oh. It's exactly what you think of it, and it's very funny. Because <laughs> someone said, someone posted a, a uh, you know promotional still of Godzilla versus Kong. Like, uh, some people should make this into a poster. And I saw <laughs> that, and they're being genuine. I figured, I don't need the genuine, but I always <laughs> have an alpha of Adam Sandler from the That's My Boy poster sitting around to That's My Boy Up anything. <laughs> it's it's very buoyant. At Ethan um, Red. I want to think. Thank you for Johnny, 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 yes. Johnny. Yeah. Where can we find you? We didn't let me finish. Pacing. <laughs> 1.5 speed. Um, <laughs> you can find me at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, where can you find us, though? Um, I think it's on Sky Cinema. I don't, don't want to talk about that film just before I'm about to You don't! No, no. Okay. No. Okay, didn't want to do that anyway. Good. Um, um, at are you movie underscore mad on Twitter? Indeed. Um, what's the Insta? Uh, I believe it's are you movie underscore mad on Insta as well. Oh, so across uh, platforms. I need, I, I need to double check now because. Well, you should probably be on there and promoting things because that's your part of the job. I have been promoting. I, yep, are you movie underscore mad? Yep. Are you movie mad? Yep, pod second guessing myself. At Facebook. Yep. Like us. Are you moving mad at hotmart.com? Send us any questions during, for uh, the uh, final episode of the year. Get in touch with us. We'll, we'll, we'll answer random shit. Send us Anything. what your favourite moments were. Tell us what your favourite moments of life have been and we'll mock you mercilessly. Um, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can Spotify, rate yeah. and review us. It'd be how nice if you'd give us you know, some sort of three plus stars. If you want to rate us down, really hardly. Sorry, I've moved all my podcasts to Spotify because my Spotify um, wrapped thing for the year only had one podcast on there, which was the Office, an oral history of the Office, which is a Spotify exclusive. So, yeah. Um, do you want to know? Do you want to have a guess at what my top five artists were before you? Okay. See. Um... David Byrne, American Utopia. Uh, well, these are artists, so it would. Uh, David Byrne is number five. Number five. Come on, at number five. Above him, I would guess little Jimmy Horner. Nope. Composing in a corner. No. Mm. Little Johnny Cash, number one. Yes, Johnny Cash is number one. Second like top. top. Yep. Ah, and what fills in the middle? The soundtrack to Ass. Who did the soundtrack to Ass? <laughs> no, there was a um, a soundtrack, a company uh, from a musical in number three, uh, which I don't know. I know you've not seen or heard, um, but I've probably told you about it. No, it's strangely enough. No, it's uh, Come From Away. Mathilda. <laughs> no, no. Come From Away. My sister made me go see it at the beginning of the year. I think it was my Christmas oh, present last year. Sorry? Only Fools and Horses, the musical. Oh, God. Yeah. No. So now you just got a number two and number four. Taylor Swift. Nope. She's famous. Number four, is, number four is a female artist. She's famous. <laughs> number Pitch four is a female. Rebel Wilson. No. Number four no. is a female. <laughs> Revenge. Sorry? No, the soundtrack to the motion picture with G- Dame Judi Dench. No. Yeah. Um, 
did Ray Winston ever do a musical before? No. <laughs> thought we were going to be serious about this. Ray, Ray Winston. <laughs> no. Uh, no what? Sorry? Batman Three Governors. No. It's Gordon. <laughs> Number four was Kesha. Okay. Um, as Kesha, not Cade. Uh, no, okay. Wait, you said Kesha? Yeah. Um, really... number, number two was Elton John. Elton John? Yeah. When Benny was famous. <laughs> and then he did this thing that stopped him being famous and made him infamous. Because <laughs> uh, the thing about Elton John, I don't know if you know this, but he sits down by a piano and then sings about the fact that he's still standing. It's ironic. Um, Just a bit. It's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> what's uh, what's next week's film? The Vodka. Feel like a little kid. Got a friend of me. Got a friend of me. When you roll, mother. <laughs> Now the mom, that's one bet. Doesn't that what the old man said? You're going to offend me. What's next week's film? Don't say it no more. I can't let you. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. <laughs> next week's film's Toy Story 4, pal. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Look, next week we're not going to do a mic judge. Gonna, yeah, we're not going to be judging December. That's fine. We've, the gavel has laid itself down. We've judged December quite firmly, quite thick. Um, we're going to go back to a director we've covered a bunch of times in the past. For, okay. We have not seen, which has uh, everything. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And I think it's good for Christmas. Because it'll make you miserable. <laughs> oh, lovely! <laughs> this, uh, this director, do I do I know her? Have I seen her? Well, I don't know why you're establishing gender. Maybe, maybe they don't conform to your binary. Uh-huh. Makes you egotistical, misogynist. <laughs> Panic week. Perhaps they find themselves naturally away from your single, dual-minded atrophy of humanity. I thought I was being quite progressive by saying her instead of him, because often people assume that a director is a man's job. So I was, uh, I was just trying to say her instead, and I may, might have also been uh, hinting at the uh, the director by saying that. Like that for that. Which is sabotage. Jesus. So, so your weapon of choice in this respect was to try and deconstruct that. Really? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, Jesus! What kind of adaptation are you planning on doing with this? Being John Malkovich. <laughs> what? No, being John Malkovich in Beowulf must have been fun. He loves to drink that meat. He whips boys for mead, which is the opposite of Kevin Spacey. <laughs> who needs to whip his boy. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network. 
the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnoses Network, go to www.podnose.com.